Welcome to This Is Only a Test, episode 6, recorded April 8th, 2010. Smith, still with me as always, the ineffable Norman Chan. Very familiar. Hello. It seems as though we've done this many, many times before. Many Those times. of you on the internet watching the live stream right now might notice uh, an unusually uh, somebody, something different. Something's changed here. On my left, a man who needs really, really no introduction or possibly two introductions, depending on how you look at it. Eh, at, at quiet you. You've not been introduced yet. I think we're doing the same jokes because I forgot to press I didn't record. I realize that he ran such a tight ship. I know this is the way I. This is just the way we roll. So, the man on my left is former editor in chief of PC Gamer, current editor in chief of BaconAficionado.com. Bacon hyphen. Bacon-Aficionado.com is the URL. The 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 man who wrote uh, the Hollywood blockbuster, The Book of Eli, out on Blu-ray and DVD, June fifteenth. I, I helped bust those blocks. That's good. That's you good. You did. You contributed your your uh, shekels and, and and the biggest Mac fanboy I've ever met. I like Apple products. I don't know about fanboy. Gary I... Gary Witta, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everyone. Do so, we have do we have an everyone? Are there people listening right now? There are people. I, I assume there are people in the chat. Holy cow! There's a lot of people there. You're bringing our biggest uh, biggest live show ever. The Witta Nation is turning out in force. It's it's impressive because usually when we tweet, then, like eight people show up. Yeah. So. Uh, what so, a difference a celebrity name so, so, makes. So let's talk about bacon. Sure. One of I, my favorite subjects. I, I, what, what drove you to create a bacon, uh, a, a bacon site, a bacon mecca, as it were? I well, guess it's not a mecca. That's probably inappropriate when talking about bacon. But You know, they say write what you know. And, uh, Good you know, advice. You've got to follow your passions. And uh, I've always been passionate about bacon and, and, and pork products and bacon and pork related products. And uh, it just seemed like the time the time was right, you know. I don't know if well, there's kind to... of a zeitgeist around bacon, bacon now. Bacon is very much back in the zeitgeist. I think bacon's been going through a little bit of a, a renaissance recently. Not that it ever really went away, but it's kind of it's trendy. It's fashionable again. You know, you look at bacon salt and bacon a's and bacon lipstick, chapstick, bacon, and it really goes across the entire chocolate. spectrum. I mean, it's, there's there's I mean, let's face it, we're not we're not skinny bacon right. fans. It's, it's really empty. I mean, bacon salt, it's all. Novelty. Well, as, real absolutely, and we and though and while we have covered bacon, like we had a whole feature on bacon uh, snack. This bacon is again on bacon, bacon dash aficionado dot um, As much as I appreciate all those bacon related products, we we really you know we like bacon, just just good old fashioned plain bacon, and uh, you know we have a bacon of the week, and uh, we like to talk about new kinds of of bacon. We just like we we're just we're just big just bacon, bacon fans. We love bacon. And we cook. We you know, we like to cook bacon regularly in our bacon aficionado test kitchen. I, and, and I can say, the stuff that's churned out of the bacon aficionado test kitchen, they they have in the test kitchen an entire two burners dedicated to the bacon flavored arts. We have on a cast iron skillet, which yes. is the way to cook quality bacon. Yes. It was it was. I mean, I think I think it, we I I have I have tasted the fruits of the baconaficionado.com test kitchen. We had two pounds of bacon like 
what dozen eggs, a, a dozen and eggs, and a strawberry, and uh, and at least one strawberry, and some yeah. waffles too. I was going to say tasting the fruits is not really something that happens very often in our kitchen, but uh, <laughs> we did we did have many different kinds of bacon. Uh, you you particularly enjoyed the Irish back bacon that I was trying. I out. I did. I I never. I always kind of looked at. This seems so familiar to me. I I always kind of thought of back bacon as a Canadian novelty and and possibly something I wasn't going to enjoy, but when presented with the with the honest to God with the Irish back bacon even. I was, I was. You got to be willing to open your mind and, and and try new things. I've I found that there's not much pork belly that I don't like, except for that stuff in Washington. I, I, have you ever had a bacon related product where you're like, eh, this is not for you me? You know, I don't like bacon bits. Although you could argue okay. that's not a bacon related product. It's Again, it's kind of that's product. that's 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 fake bacon. That's faking. It's I, not. I, I'm anti faking. Exactly. Yeah, even though I could eat more of it. Life probably. life is too short to eat bad bacon, and particularly if you eat a lot of bacon. Life Especially is if you eat a lot short. of bacon, yeah, yeah it's not going to go that well. So. Obviously, this is a big week for for the iPad. I mean, it's a big big thing released on Saturday. It's Thursday now. Nice segue, bacon the iPad. Well, I mean, it's the same kind of thing, right? They're both awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So here's here's the thing I'm looking at. Last week we were wondering if this was going to be a revolutionary and magical product. Let's well hold on before we get there. Let's do a disclaimer. If you do not want to hear about the iPad or iPhone OS 4.0. Should you, A, be listening to this podcast, or B, not be listening to this podcast? I think that's correct, but I don't if, remember if what the choice is. If you're were. not particularly interested in iPad or iPhone OS 4, you should probably Come back next get your coat and yeah, leave. This is, this is, that would be my recommendation. Yeah, the, the chat room, everybody got it right in there, so they were paying more attention to me than I was, which is probably for the best. We'll be back next week talking about normal tech stuff. This is going to be mostly Apple. We might hit a little teeny bit of e-reader stuff. Mostly Apple. So, uh, what was what was what's the feeling? Magical, revolutionary, magical first. Norm, very magical. Yeah, Gary, I, I hate to feel like I'm just parroting the Apple talking points, but yes, yeah, <laughs> somewhat somewhat magical and uh, certainly I think revolutionary. Do you feel like it changes? I mean, do you do you use are you using your laptop less? I'm I'm to, to a less to the degree of it's now in a cupboard, not being used at all. So, so I mean, you're using your desktop. You're still using your desktop. I'm still using, I, I, yeah, like I'm that, still right? using my desktop for all my, you know, all the heavy lifting and my my main work. But anytime I'm away from my desk, where I would usually rely on my laptop, whether I'm on the couch or in bed or on the toilet or on a plane or in an airport, traveling, hotel, whatever, I would typically lug my MacBook Pro around with me. Now it's just this. I was reading a, a review. Uh, an, an Anditech put their review up, and they're fairly, you know, hardcore tech guys. I He's, get it. Yeah, big um, nerds. And like their, their conclusion was, although like like most reviews, it's been very positive. They basically said the problem with it is it doesn't it augments your digital life, but it doesn't actually replace anything. But this is coming from I take issue with that. That's coming from the point of view of you know these really kind of hot you know high tech well, road but, warriors. But in fairness, the first thing you do when you get it, plug it into a computer. Yes, but which is you, dumb. Yes, do we agree? Is, it is a bit annoying. You, ha- you you have to do that to kind of like bring it to life, to birth it. But Why can't once, I just type in my Apple ID and password and be done? I mean, I think well, it doesn't need to do anything except plug it in and print it. Well, that's priming it for consumption. This right? is this is this is a valid point. But once you go through those birthing pains, uh, you're all good. Obviously, you know you can download everything you need. The app store, everything's there. I mean, you don't you you technically would never actually need to plug it back into your computer again. Well, except for when you want to sideload updates and. Put music or new videos or stuff like that on. Okay. I don't buy my stuff from the iTunes store. I rip. I buy discs and rip. 
Okay. Well, when you want to do that, then yes, there, there are occasions when you're gonna when okay. you when you're gonna dock it and plug it back. But if you're in. just using it as a web browser, as a way to listen to podcasts and stuff like that, you not, probably not, don't need to use it. And, and not to jump too far ahead, but this is one of the one of the things I was a little bit disappointed by about 4.0 is that I I don't know why at this point we can't have wireless syncing over the air. Why I have to dock this thing? Doing anything that involves a cable these days feels like the Stone Age to me. I, I I still don't understand really why you why you can't why there's not a podcast app that just pulls down podcasts when I turn on the you know it's sitting on my dock at night. It has power. Why doesn't it just reach out to the ether and but, sync but, podcasts? But there? to get back to the big picture, the, the, the Nantec review, I think, was coming from the point of view of people that expect this thing to you know, be able to do like serious heavy lifting when on the road. If you want to do you know, web publishing and photo editing and all the kinds of crazy stuff that you'd expect a, a fully powered laptop to do, yeah, the iPad is not going to do any of that stuff particularly well. I, however, am a fairly low power user. My computing needs, once I get away from my desktop, are pretty low key. Like you're I just like, browsing the web. I, I want to browse the web. I want to check my email. I want to go to Facebook. I want to play some games. I might want to watch some videos. And so there isn't anything that I need. And, and even basic work stuff. You know, with the I'm going to plug in a Bluetooth keyboard. I'm going to use Pages or maybe even the Notes app. The very ba- I do very basic text. The Notes app's writing. pretty rough, but the okay, Pages so is okay. So I'll get Pages for ten bucks. I'll plug in. A, I'll, I'll get my Bluetooth keyboard or I'll get the keyboard dock. And when I'm in a hotel or when I'm in an airport, or whatever, and I need to do some writing, then you know the iPad is going to basically do. I've yet to discover since I put my laptop away. There hasn't anything where I've had to kind of go, oh shit, I really need to get my my laptop to do this. That, that's that's yet to happen, and um, it's. So what about? I mean, you said video. I mean, is anybody hit up against the flash limitation yet? Nope. Video. Well, you, there's you know, no Hulu. Block Hulu, right? When you're on the iPad, you know basic experience looking at it. You're going to use. ABC app, Netflix, PBS.com, Vimeo. It's a little disappointing when you're in Vimeo and some app or some of the videos are. Hey, we gotta pause for a sec, guys. Sorry. Professional. Hey, this is what happens when you watch a live live podcast of a of a of a live record live show of a recorded podcast, right? That's what we're doing here. I suppose so, but I would think that when they're, you, they're, when, they're here for the behind-the-scenes love. But, but when you're a tech site, I kind of feel like you have less excuse for tech problems. Like that just means we have on, to fiddle even more. You guys should be on top of this stuff. Well, but it's, like I said, brand new. But this is beta test. Okay. There's a big preview slash across our site. It's Everything we do, it's a preview. Who knows? <laughs> and it kind it's of all makes, preview. And it's all exciting, right? It's dangerous. Who knows? Right, we're living on the edge. Who, Who knows, knows what might happen? I'm not wearing pants right now. Ah. That's, that's, that's something you guys all should know. Hi. That that is don't that is stand up. that is don't one benefit that the, the, the listeners have over me is that we don't actually they don't actually have to be experience that part. No, Whereas the herring Norman, jar Norman and I have is no... here. Okay, so so Norm, I'm sorry, I interrupted you so that I could make sure we had a recording of your voice. I forgot what I was going to say anyway. Was it awesome? It, it was. What were we talking about in the chat room? The iPad. Oh yeah, the iPad. Very good. So, Flash. Yes, Flash. So you. You really don't, you kind of block out those, those sites mentally. Well, look, 95% then, of the Flash videos you're going to watch online are YouTube videos, right? And it'll just, it'll just take you to the app. So that's What about fine. stuff like, I mean, Vimeo I know works. What about like, like the, the kind of darker side? What about your break.com and your, you know, seedier side of the internet? I don't spend a lot of time on those sites anyway. I'm, I'm a respectable guy and... Uh, <laughs> now, 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 Gary. <laughs> I mean... I, here's what I find. When you're on, when you're on like a, a, an aggregation site like Reddit or Gang... And, you know, you don't immediately think you click on links because you know these are going to be good links. And I would say, you know, maybe 10, 20 percent of the time you do hit a link when it's a video. You hit a link that you can't see on the iPad. So in that regard, I'm a little disappointed. But when I go on the iPad in the morning, you know, 
I'm reading the sites I know work with it. I mean, read read the feeds. You know, the first RC. thing you do in the morning, reach over to the nightstand, grab the iPad, turn it on. Yep. Flip the switch. Flip the switch. Check the email. Wow. Without and, and you know what, my eyes don't even adjust. They don't have to squint. Well, you, it's, it's no longer on the iPad. even with the glasses. Without even, the glasses. Even without the glasses. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, so first impressions. Everybody's pretty much in love. I'm 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 smitten, somewhat smitten. You think the news gonna, is the news starting to wear off yet? No. 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 I, I in fact I feel like the it's, the love is only going to deepen in time so as you, more apps and you you really you know come out and the, the full functionality of the device becomes well, unlocked. I think we I think we're going to we're going to become more wrapped as time goes on. What's I mean the biggest change for me over the iPhone is well there's two I mean obviously the screen's a lot bigger but the speed I mean it feels it's very much very much slick. faster than the three GS very slick. Which is amazing because it's still a crappy ARM processor. It's and processor. It's not hot at all. It never gets yeah. hot. And, and, the, and even the iPhone does, right? There are times yeah. when the iPhone gets pretty, oh, yeah. pretty, that's the battery, and here it's pretty it's warm nice in your hand. Even yeah. distributed? Yeah. doesn't get too warm. Uh, incredible battery life, if you guys, as you guys have proved. 15 hours, 42 minutes, and 17 seconds. And that was running that's video. That's playing video. It's yeah. standard def video. It was black and white. Was it, was, it just, was it running, or was it also streaming video? No, no, it was just running. Okay. It was just running. That was a downloaded video? I downloaded a whole, whole lot of films about such varied topics as rubber, the curse. Rubber. Rubber. See, what else did we, what else did we have there? We had some new tests. Dating do's and don'ts. Uh, Adolescence. Right there, were, there was a lot of uh, puberty talk. Yeah, there's, there's, there's like old like hygiene films. It was all fifties, fifties yeah. and sixties public domain stuff. Yeah, yeah. well, because I mean, I, I can't download Iron Man and put somebody that up actually there. took issue with those videos down. saying that because they were in black and white that that somehow if that that was giving you better. better I do wonder if it maybe made a difference. I, I can't I can't imagine that it actually did because of the way the LCD works. I think probably that it was standard def rather than high def gave us better performance. And you had so. the brightness at twenty five percent. Is that well, we did the brightness. That, is that acceptable for viewing? It was the that is fine. It was the given the room lighting. It was the the brightness we needed to make the camera make the video show up on camera well and still be able to. I mean, you you would totally have been able to watch the videos in okay. the room lighting we were in. I, the fun part was I drove it home. I drove it home kind of with the live stream on. I, I have spotty cell connection on the way home, but uh, but but I mean, we basically drove down the freeway. I had the iPad hooked up on the center console of my car. And put the phone in my in my charger thing, and just aimed the phone camera at the iPads. We we took the ice, the live stream on the road. Is this is this the first time in the history of tech products that the battery life of a product has exceeded expectations? Because it usually seems to be the other way. It's it's pretty pretty far. I mean, I, I don't recall. I, I mean, I I I usually part of the problem is that the tools that they use to measure battery life on PCs are notoriously like sunshine blowing sunshine up your ass. Best case scenarios. So if you look at the way PC Mark does battery life, there's no way in the real world with Wi-Fi on you are ever going to see anything approaching the PC Mark battery life mark uh, on any laptop that's sold. That's that's really all I have to say. So the <laughs> the, the battery life I think is 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 one of the most impressive, but also kind of the least sexy things it about is it. Decidedly unsexy, and and I, I mean I had a lot of fun with the guys that were that hung out for all fifteen hours. I don't ever want to go through a 15-hour battery life run down again. That was that was a long. I mean, long but time. but the things that are the least sexy are often always often the most important. Well, but it's right? nice. I mean, the thing the thing that Norm said a minute ago about it not getting hot when you're using it. Yeah. Something you don't think about, but I would never put my MacBook in my lap for three hours, plugged in or on battery or whatever, 
because I, I'm going to be sterile at the end. There have been times when I've had to when I've when I've used my old MacBook on yeah. uh, on the couch. Yeah, yeah. I've had to you know lift it up and kind of readjust my you snuggie. Put a pillow in there. To, yeah, well, no, yeah. I have a snuggie, so Why? You know, I'm I'm all I'm all set. This is a slanket. This is a slanket building, and it adds it, it adds as a it also functions as a as a as a laptop heat shield. So the the, the snuggie the snuggie is a shameful shameful ripoff of the slanket. But the I, original blanket was to be fair, the slanket guy did get kind of ripped off because the snuggie kind of stole his thunder and became more. More oh, yeah. popular. Oh, well, they do have, and it's, it's and it the, is an inferior product. The, the actual, is a much better. I would, I would, yeah. I would say to anyone, if you take get one product recommendation off this off this podcast, don't buy the regular Snuggie because it is like paper thin and it is useless. Well, you want to there, slank it. The you, you, well, you either, to be fair, you either want to slank it or you want the luxury Snuggie, which is actually made <laughs> of premium <laughs> Snuggie. The premium that's, quality that's Snuggie a, that's, is that's actually a real made Nads of Nads guard. Dude, yeah, they, they can they can they sell a velvet slanket now. Have you seen the Have you seen the family Snuggie where it's that, one massive blanket? I don't want anybody else in there with me. Yeah, it gets real sweaty under there <laughs> I, I saw the and, they, and they don't want to see what you're doing under there right <laughs> um no 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 well it has sleeves what am i doing under there? oh it's that's the, right that's my not, arms yeah. are in public they're yeah. in full view right nothing up your nothing, sleeves nothing nothing so they know they know you're up to no good i'm going to tell you my favorite slanket trick right now go on i like to sit on the couch play a little xbox and i i tuck the two arms together like a monk's robe like a jedi knight and i keep the the xbox controller in the gap oh so my hands even stay warm there's no there's no bare skin exposed to the and also the brutal cold and also from California. a distance it would look like you're controlling the game by like <laughs> mind true. control or something <laughs> you should you should look like you're concentrating I'm really hard on, on the game and freak people out People are going to think I'm doing something untoward in there if I'm thinking too hard yeah that's true it's if you if you're looking like kind of flushed and red cheeks and they can't see your hands they may they may come to a, a altogether more unsavory conclusion. Exactly. So, but, but the battery life again, not sexy, but really impressive because any mobile device, it's all about the battery life, especially on a device like this where you can't swap the battery. Oh, up. it's absolutely vital. Yeah, there, there have there have been times in my iPhone 3G when I've been on a trip and I haven't had the opportunity to, to charge it for a long period, where you do find yourself, you know, rationing the battery life. You know, oh, do I, do, you know, right. can I, should I use it now, or do I want to save the battery for later? In the modern world, we shouldn't have to make those kind of decisions, and and I like to think that the iPad well, is, I, is I, going to eliminate that somewhat. That you can, you know, a whole you can go a whole day from you know, opportunities to charge it, be traveling all day, using it pretty heavily. Like you said, 15 hours. Well, we're going to go back. I, I'm interested to see how the 15 hours holds up because we're going to, I've saved the video. We're going to go back in two, three months after we've used the living shit out of these things and run it again. See if we still get 15 hours of battery life out of them. Or because if the it, performance or of the if, battery if is always, because the, the battery always degrades. Lifespan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always best at the beginning. The the So, okay, so we've talked about battery. We've talked about impressions. Any favorite app finds so far? Um, let me, uh, let me pull up my, my home screen here and see what I have right now. I got to give a shout out to Plants vs. Zombies HD, which is my favorite game on the iPad right now. And, um, I, I've been, I've been aware of this game in, in the past. So I've been telling you to play Plants vs. Zombies for what, like two, a year and not, a half Not now? just you, but my, my, my girlfriend was, was hooked on it on Mac for a long time. And I was like, I looked at it, I'm just, you know, it just didn't look like my oh, kind of thing. Looks dumb. And I know. No, and no, then no, no, but no, I, no. I, I, I'm, I'm fully recanting. I, uh, I'm, I'm glad that I waited for the iPad to play it because it seems like this is the best implementation of the game that you could hope for. It's actually a game. And this makes me very hopeful about the potential of the, the iPad as a gaming device is that, um, this game is so perfectly suited for the touchscreen controls. Like this is absolutely I mean, the tapping, way to play tap, it. You mean tapping the just, flowers, just tapping away on the screen, the, the, and you know, like, so much faster yeah. than you can than you can move a you know a mouse accurately and get things done. I'm actually playing it with two hands. 
you know, so I can I can do this over here, and as the sunbeams are falling down, I'm tip tapping to collect. Yeah, yeah. Them oh, and, yeah. So I mean, you, it's you're, you're you're really you're collecting sun with one hand. I'm like placing I'm like, new stuff. I'm with like the a other. maestro conducting a symphony orchestra when I'm playing that, I mean, that, playing that game. I I swore that I was done playing Plants vs Zombies when this came out, but I'm back. I'm back into it again. I'm like level world three. I'm into the nighttime already. It's it's a great game. I'm having a lot of fun playing it. The other one, which is real, which with the HD upgrade, I think, has done it a lot of good. Is Flight Control HD? Is, I see. I'm uh, not. I've never been into that. Oh, the the oh, that's the that's control. the airplane. Well, you're landing the control. landing yeah, yeah, the airplanes. Um, is is a, is a lot of fun. I do I do genuinely think that this device is is going to shake up the the mobile gaming space. I mean, do you think it's going to break break it break the ninety nine cent? You know, because Part of the problem with iPhone gaming is there's no, there's not even kind of DS level games on the iPhone to speak of because the prices are so low. I mean, the, the, that kind of, the, the, the kind of, the user economy, the user forces inside the economy have pushed everybody toward building 99 cent games and $2 games and $3 games. So then they're inherently not going to be that great. Well, they're inherently kind of arcadey. I mean, not that there's, I, I have no, no beef with Doodle Jump or, or any of those kind of arcadey games, but we see a lot of kind of, cheap to create games so we see a lot of tower defense we see a lot of do- arcadey games we see a lot of weird ports from other platforms and 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 this is and this is the problem is that the and, and, we, and we've seen this uh, on the iphone uh, already and we, i think we're going to continue to see it on the ipad it's very weird how uh the psychology of pricing when it, when we're talking about downloadable content is totally different to what we're used to you know we would well, normal, yeah, i mean it's 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 so weird you know i look at a game that is Four ninety nine, and I think, ooh, that's a bit pricey. That's too I'm much. Like, yeah, five dollars. Come on, it's it, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, spend you'd spend that at the at a fast food place and wouldn't even think twice. Well, and the but... weird thing is, you'd buy a five dollar game from Xbox Live Arcade without thinking about it too. I mean, any at Chime or any of the great games that have come out on the on the downloadable platforms are all relatively inexpensive compared to to a retail game. But they're crazy expensive compared to a dollar iPod. Game. Maybe is the iPad going to change that though? Because with the iPhone, because of the tiny screen, you inherently think of it as like these dinky little games that you don't want to spend well, much possible. money on. The iPad feels legitimately more like a real gaming platform. Like this could have been something that Nintendo had released. And here's the new DS. It's all we're going fully touchscreen. Well, it wouldn't be connected it, to the internet if Nintendo released. It. Right, and it, and and, <laughs> and that part of it would suck. But you know what I'm saying? They could that this could have been released as a dedicated gaming platform. Or this could have been the next. That's PlayStation. True. Sony said we're going fully touchscreen. The PlayStation Portable Three I'm not, is. I'm not touch totally controls. sold on touchscreen yet, though. I well, mean, it I, does have its limitations. I mean, playing Geometry Wars or whatever. I mean, it's not. It's it's still it's okay. It's good enough. They're finding some very clever solutions though. Like when you show me Geometry Wars, I loved the way that the thumbsticks just appear under wherever you happen to put touch. your thumbs. That's true. That's that's a genius idea. But you know, a lot of people want, and I understand why, because this is the language of gaming that people have become fluent in over. 20 years of control pads and tactile controls, they, they want to feel tactile controls. I think this is the problem that Natal's going to run into as well. But um, So so what else What else has been good? Norm, you got any favorites? Right. I just got, I mean, we've talked about you know the games and stuff. We were on the Bombcast. We talked about this a lot, so I don't want to get yeah. too much into games. But This this app I downloaded yesterday, TV Uplayer, live TV on the iPad. How it's long before that TV? gets shut down? It's, I don't know. I'm watching Black Belt TV right now live. That's fantastic, and it's got to be illegal, right? I mean, this is this. There's no way this is legit. Oh, it's patently. Is it from another country? Most of these streams are from another country. I found like two or three streams that are from the U.S. that are local, so like ABC. I found local CBS, but I got like a lot of soccer, a lot of soap operas, and black belt martial arts. I'm I'm intrigued by this. I think that these guys are going to beat the shit out of each other. I'm I'm going to show the viewers on the U stream. 
Oh, is this on video? Yes. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, you, they can see us even as we even as we speak. I, I had no idea. There's a camera down there with the little light. I, I see, I it see on the that. Tripod. I, just, I didn't know it was. Hi, internet people. It's, it's, so if you want to, this is a good time to interject. If you want to watch us live, we usually record sometime after four on Thursdays Pacific time. So that's uh, seven o'clock Eastern. We'll switch the time around a little bit in coming months so that people can come in and see all over the place. But anyway, back to the back to the the talk of the day, of the week. iPad. Um, that was the one thing that was missing, you know, with Netflix unit live streaming, but it's still movies that have been converted from DVD, right? ABC, it's the day after, right? If you ABC app or you know, even if Hulu, it's the day after. This is live. Commercials and all, you know, it's not the best resolution. It looks pretty shitty. But I don't need a TV now. It's kind of like air video, but for TV. Well, you do need a TV. That's not going to replace your TV. Well, I mean, what am I going to use my TV for? Norm's part of the internet generation. I mean, watch TV. watching TV in a, 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 on a screen bigger than 10 inches in, a, in actual high definition. Yes, you're going to need it for that, but you're not going to need it. You know, there's no, if I'm sitting on the couch, I don't need to have both the TV on. Look, I drink the Kool Aid, but even I'm not going to say that's going to replace my TV. It's a nice. Uh, it's definitely a nice adjunct to my TV. Like the ABC Player, I think is is one of the one of the most brilliant apps on there. And that you look at that and you think, wow, this is the future of you know what's interesting about TV, that TV, like on the go. If you go to CBS.com, you get almost exactly the same experiences with the ABC Player because but, they've but, recoded on a their web, website, on a website yeah. optimized for iPad. Exactly. Yeah, very cool. I mean, it's very very smooth. Okay, so let's let's uh, skip ahead a little bit. Let's talk about how iBooks compares to say a Kindle. Yeah, this has been a this has definitely been a hot topic over the last few days as people have managed to get you know hands on with with iBooks and I guess the the conversation really boils down to the the screen technology right. L- do LCD you want to see versus, the light in your ink. face or do you want a reflective kind of papery type surface? I've I've seen a couple of different views on this. One is I don't think anyone's. How do you gonna, feel, Gary? Well, no one's going to come out and say I haven't spent enough time with the iBooks yet to really know for sure. But no, I don't think anyone's coming out and saying that. The iBooks, uh, the LCD technology is is better than. I'm going to go ahead and say that I do not like it as much as the as the Kindle. You're going to see a lot of people coming out saying the e-ink is better, and I think that's a very valid viewpoint. But the 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 view that I'm taking, and I've seen increasingly people commentators on the web saying this, is that it really depends what your just what your preference is. If, oh. if you're going to be out in the bright sunshine, definitely advantage e-ink. Right indoors. I think perhaps invite advantage iPad. I don't think you can turn the brightness down far enough. I think the the lowest step on the brightness when I'm laying in bed late at night reading a book, I want it to be a little little more dim than it is. Here's what I think is weird about e-ink though. A lot of people, you know, like to read in dim light. They like to, you know, there's a whole industry for little book lights and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as fantastic a technology as e-ink is, the first time I saw e-ink, I refused to believe that that was the actual screen. I thought it was like a dummy <laughs> overlay you it was they like put the on the screen. Thing they put yeah, over. I was yeah, like, well, yeah, that yeah. the screen can't actually look like that. And it is an incredible technology. I mean, it's the most it's the most accurate approximation of a of an actual of paper page, trees, yeah, yeah, that you that you can that you could imagine electronically. The problem is at night you do. It just seems weird to me. There's an electronic product, but I need an external light to read it. It seems it seems like there, there needs to be a some kind of evolution of e-ink technology where it can it can also be backlit to some extent in low light conditions, or or like a side lit kind of thing where you just Something. get a little bit. I mean, I just have a little LED light that I clip on when I'm going to be reading in the dark or on an airplane or something. Remember the, like in the really old days of digital watches where you could hold a button down and a oh, little light that would shine on your yeah. LCD? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Side, I mean, light on the side. It's kind of yellow yeah, yeah. and you'd see like two-thirds yeah. of the screen maybe. Yeah. yeah, those were the days. Nothing quite as lame as that, but um, the Kindle app actually on the iPad is quite interesting because the screen – It's good. It's the, it looks like the screen graphics and the, and the brightness is, is meant to look more like a, a quote-unquote real Kindle. Uh, the pages are a little more gray. Well, they give a little, little more choice in the page background. I mean, you can do a you can do a reverse of white text on black, which I actually found quite good. 
Uh, it's, it seems a little bit weird at first, but you quickly get used to it. It's like reading a black web page. Yeah. Uh, they also have kind of a sepia browner, so it's not pure white blasting out of the screen at you. Which and I and I couldn't figure out how to turn that on in the iBooks app if they even have that. I also found the iBooks app to, the, the 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 selection to be a little bit thin. What's interesting to me is just how much the iPhone has completely changed the language of how we think we should be able to interact with machines. Like a friend of mine showed me a Kindle for the first time about six months ago. And I, you know, had been through a couple of iterations of the iPhone already. Right, right. And the very first thing that I did was like kind of swipe my finger across the page and got confused as to why it wasn't responding. And I said, oh, no, dude, you got to press the buttons. I'm like, buttons? What the hell is that? <laughs> and you, and you, you, You're used to the touch screen. You showed me a nook today, nook, right? Yeah, well, the first thing. thing that I did was I tried to touch the screen because that's the language now for me. Well, you're used to, I mean, you don't do it with a laptop yet. I, and I still think there's sometimes, like on the iPad, especially using like the word processor and things like that, when I was typing with the Bluetooth keyboard and I had to reach up to the screen to, to, you know, to move the cursor or to select something or whatever, that's still a little bit weird for me. But, but launching applications, scrolling up and down, I really want to reach out and touch the screen, fingerprints and all. What I think is interesting, it's kind of ironic about the Kindle uh, is if you look at that nice little opening screen graphic they have, you know, the character kind of perched under the tree at night. Yeah, yeah. That's like the, you couldn't read a Kindle under those conditions. And there's like light coming out of the book. <laughs> well, that, I think that I light guess that's, is representative that, of that's the That's the illumination of the knowledge, right. that, that edification right. that person getting from the book. I just it was ironic that, it's, that, that that's like the worst possible way that you would read a Kindle is like under a tree at night. An iPad would be great for that. Do you, is there is there anything to the? I mean, I guess we we're not far enough the into it to really thing? know. Yeah, people are saying late at night. You know, it's not ideal for long reading sessions. I I will say I don't like reading. I mean, there's definitely a a time limit I have on looking at LCDs up close. Uh, I mean, when I get to sixteen or eighteen hours, I start getting a headache almost every time. I I haven't used the iPad enough to say if that happens to me yet, but I'm planning on sitting down reading a few hundred pages this weekend on iBooks. So I'll I'll, I'll report back. I will say that I've read a ton of comic books. I've read now more that comic is, books now in that the last week. Now that is perfect for right. More comic books in the last week than I have in a decade. We should say that if you haven't, if you don't have the Marvel Comics app yet, you should you should go. Get well, there's that. a bunch of comics apps. Norm, do you want to do you want to talk? Yeah, uh, there's you're, a... you're our comics expert. I mean, we have other comics experts in the building, but you're our comics slash iPad. Yeah, expert. there are two uh, two big comic apps. One is Marvel, and the other one is just called Comics X, Comics Xology. Marvel is actually a skin version of another app um, with only Marvel comics. I recommend getting the other one. These other ones exactly the same. Okay, I well, have this Marvel one, Comics is free. And this I'm actually reading Impaler right now by Gary Hill. Oh. Um, now, do they, does this app, does this also have a store has, so the, you can go buy the, the comics? It's the exact same app as the Marvel app. Okay. Uh, the Mar- it's just skinned a little There's bit. There's not as many Marvel comics. I mean, the thing is, just buy comics from both places. Yeah, ha- the selection's different across. the But this—that's the slightly annoying thing is that because it's not fully unified. Like, if I want to read a Marvel comic, I got to watch the Marvel app, and that and, and the interaction with that works a certain way. Exactly the same. So, thing. so what kind of? So this is like Image Comics Image and Comics and small, some like Dark Horse ones and independent ones. So DC needs to come out DC with an app, right? I mean, it's got to be. Now, well, no, right? they just yeah. need to be doing an app. They need to shit out an app, not shit bricks. They just need to <laughs> get in the game. That was unusually colorful, even for us. There's also if you um, if you have comics in a. CBZ or a CBR format. Uh, there's also an expensive app. I think 15 bucks called Comic Reader Moby. Is there any legitimate way to own those comics? Isn't that isn't that like comic that, piracy? That is comic okay, so that's piracy. not cool. We don't like that. So no, I'm anti-comic piracy. But that that app does exist for people who do, who do that. But comics. The, well, I don't like that comics are two bucks. On, on, you know, the, the Marvel, Marvel comics, comics are two bucks. bucks. I'm totally fine paying two bucks for somebody who makes something that entertains the, me. The comic is three dollars in stores. Yes, that is a 33 percent discount, but 
I wish I could buy compilations for a discount. I would rather pay the $3 and, and get the, the full, you know. The, get something physical? What, what's exciting to me is I, I really do, and specifically with comics, but I like to think with, with books as well, that this, and I don't know if this is true overall, but I'd really like to believe for myself and for, the, for people in general that this is going to encourage people to read more. Um, I think it can help. I mean, I think there's definitely going to be an uptick in piracy just because it's convenient. Yeah. But I think that the fact that you can log into the Marvel store, hit the button, have a comic in, in literally 20 seconds. And, and get the sample, the preview. Because Marvel, oh, right, or before, they released you know, solicitations, previews, but those are all you know, individual. JPEGs. And, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily want to have to go down to the Android's dungeon every week <laughs> and like, hang out with those, That's those guys. That's no, for me, it's not. You know, I always feel really uncomfortable in that environment. Like, there's, there's such an air of kind of superiority. There's comic book geeks. So there's the guys in the back, you know, playing tabletop games, like giving me dirty looks, like, you know, because I'm, I'm not, you know, buying you're, you're comics that are cool enough for them. And, but, but you're in there getting Archie and... Well, I, and, I, and I never... I actually, have an, I actually, I actually have an Archie comic. There is an Archie Comics app for the iPad, which is fantastic if you like Archie Comics. Which My I wife do. Likes Archie comics. I like. I love. I. I've got a huge collection of Archie comics at home. Well, you're I, English, so I get the double. The double digest. That's the way to to get your oh. Archie comics. Well, that, although this is now the way to get your Archie. I comics. want trades. I want. I want the equivalent of trades. I want. I want to buy Civil War and have all the Absolutely. associated this stuff. This is one in of the reasons why I don't issue. buy comics. Is I don't want to have a massive sprawling I don't selection have to of individual it. comics in their right. mylar bags. I'll go. Out, I will go out and buy the trade. I like. I hopefully it seems fairly inevitable that we will get. Here's the thing, though. When it comes to a trade, would you would you rather have the actual physical, sumptuous, nice, hardback? It depends. Trade paperback, or would, or would you be happy to have your entire well, there's, graphic there's novel two kinds of trades, right? Paper. There's like the big absolute edition that's like eighty bucks, and you get the four Sandman or whatever, right? And it's a, it's a coffee table book essentially. Well, right? look at say for like from Watchmen, something for, to treasure. Look at say Watchmen, for right. example, which is a fairly standard. That's a thick. I'd probably buy Watchmen trade. twice, to be honest. You'd buy what both iterations? I, I have. The, well, I have the absolute at home. I'd probably buy it on the iPad just have it. What about this idea that book publishers need to get behind the idea, take a leaf out of the DVD guys and I do digital that's, copy? I'm a that's big the fan way. of that. Okay. Yes. I mean, buy I, the Blu-ray, buy the hardcover, you know, pay maybe a, I, a little bit more and get the digital. I think is, that's and Amazon's this, secret weapon. And this is fantastic because I can totally see this working in like a best of both world scenario. Let's say I'm at home and for whatever reason, I don't want to read my iBook version. I actually like the feel of a paper book, which, you know, many people do. That's not going away anytime soon. I can sit on the couch and read my book. But when I, when I travel... I don't want to. That's not. That's like. Let's you don't want to carry four books. Heavy you hardback book. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to take that on vacation, but I can take it with me and, um, yeah. you know, pick up where I left off. Here's the thing that's been life changing for me about the Kindle. I'm sure the iPad's going to continue the trend because I mean, there's a Kindle app if nothing else. When I go someplace, I used to carry three or four books with me because I read pretty fast. Read a lot of read a lot a week, one or two books a week usually, and I'm tired. I, I don't have any place to put them anymore. I'm out of shelves. Yeah, and I'm out of walls to put more shelves on. And how often do you do you ever really go back and read a book? I read a lot again? of stuff multiple times. I'll go back and because I, I mean because when you read fast, you kind of don't absorb as much. So I'll, like I I gave for example, an anthem. The Neil Stevenson book came out last year, I guess. Now it's 1,200 pages or something ridiculous. It's about a four pound hardcover. Right. A reading that in bed, falling asleep, and having it hit, hit you in the face. Not it's not an, it's not a pleasant experience. It hurts. I mean, it is painful. Kindle, iPad, whatever. Even though the iPad's a little heavier than I might have liked, yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna break my nose, right? And and with a big hardback, that's possible. I think. Is there is do you do you think there would be resistance though on the public part of book publishers to do a digital copy? It seems like they they'd be fairly resistant to any kind of change. Well, here's the thing. I'm here's my proposal. 
My proposal is I buy a, a hardback book, especially if they do it. I mean, the way the movie people do it is as a launch window thing, right? So you pre-order or buy the first run of Book of Eli, perhaps, which is coming out. Which will, which will have a digital copy right. out June 15th. June 15th, huh? So that's, that's June right. 15th. In all good retailers. And you get the Blu-ray so and the DVD and a digital copy all in one box. That's that is cool. amazing. It's a, it's you, a how great, can you afford to pass something What like a that? value. Right. Is there a ShamWow or anything in there, too? <laughs> you get a free set of Dre earbuds? <laughs> Um, okay, so, but but I mean, I like I like the I don't mind paying either doing it as a premium to encourage pre-sales and stuff like that. Yeah, or give me the option to pay a buck more for the digital for digital rights to a Kindle download. Okay, I mean, I'm totally okay with that. I so, have but how no would that how that. would that actually work? Would you get like a code in the book or something like you do? Well, with if the I buy Blu-ray? it from Amazon, I mash the button on Amazon okay. and it shows up on my Kindle ten okay. minutes later. But what if I want to do the do the old fashioned way, walk into a bookstore? I, I mean, I, I know I, no one does that anymore. <laughs> There's a reason Borders is having a hard time. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe there's a maybe there's a bind in in the back, and you scratch off a little token. And the book industry code. is 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 in a slump right now. It's kind of where the music industry has been for a while, and you'd think they would take they'd well, be willing the to start. take. You know, the music industry is way down here in the hole, laying on the floor. The book industry is probably right around in here somewhere. They're they're still not in the really sad part of the curve where it's just nothing but down. Right, but it would seem like the music industry embraced, and the film industry is embracing digital distribution and and e-versions of their of the you know, electronic versions of their content it seems like uh that books is going to be the next thing well i think the book people are definitely more aware of the mistakes that the music people made and i think they're looking really closely at how it's working with movies and things like that i mean right. I, I think that's i think the i think really the movie the movie test is the big one what what do movie what do movie studios get in exchange for giving away that free digital copy and the free dvd i think disney was actually the first one who did that right with the the Pixar movies, the Pixar movies. Yeah, I think so. And like you said, Blu-ray it's a limit. It's a limited time thing. Some people have been disappointed to to realize this. They go back and pick up their copy of The Dark Knight that they bought a year ago, and they go to redeem the digital copy, and, and they done. realize the code had expired. Yeah. You, you have you, you have like a, I think it's a year. It's, it's a, fairly, a year, year and a half. decent window. But but, you, but yeah, even beyond that, this like the second pressing of those discs won't have the digital copy. Right. So if you if you don't buy it when it first comes out. Then you you miss you're getting something for nothing if you pay full price when it first. Here's one thing that I'm disappointed by a lot of these digital copies is they're not in high definition, they're not even in 720p. So well, 720p is high definition. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's that's a the high base, that's basic high definition. But like, yeah. so for example, I looked, I did digital downloads of two different movies recently. The new Star Trek movie from iTunes. Uh, no, from digital copy. Okay. It goes. It, it actually right, does. Right, it right. uses it uses iTunes. It goes through iTunes. And I did, and Inglorious Bastards. Both of those Blu-rays come with a digital copy, and they're 480p, and they're both 480p. And it, you know, even on iPad, on this guy, it looks huh? de- it looks okay on an iPad because the screen's not that huge. But you know, you put it up against digital content. And here's the thing: why does it even need to be on the disc? Why do they even need to put a third piece of plastic in they the box? They don't put it's just a code. code. It's a code. Doesn't that doesn't it seem kind of wasteful? I think it's really dumb. I agree. We all hate that. And so, if I'm downloading it, why why don't they give me a high def download? You're the one that works in the movie industry. It's very it's it's very it's very annoying. Yeah, I mean, my own my own movie will probably be guilty of this, and I'll be be railing against my own my own content. Make make enact change. You're the one. You have the power. So here's Star Trek. Yep. We're playing it. It is very clearly 480p. Yes. So that's basically now that's basically it looks okay. Looks okay. But that's basically what the digital copy looks like. Does this do the? It does the automatic. Full yeah, but you don't too, want to do that. Then you then you're in dopey. pan and scan without pan and scan. It's, it's wor- exactly. Right. It doesn't even pan left and right. Is that a, is that a legitimate a bitch norm that uh, that the screen is basically four by three? Now you look at a very like a really well, wide you know, screen, like two thirty five movie like that. They, and no, it's not that great. There was an no article online. Better uh, than the my The juju iPhone. is sixteen True. by nine. True. And it's uncomfortable. The four by three is 
They do it because it's familiar, because it's the well, dimensions of paper. And right. the other problem is 16 by 9 isn't good for browsing in the web, which I it's think, I mean, too tall. Vi- you can watch video on this. I think browsing the web's primary See, I, 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 I think it's kind of a bogus argument. The only thing it's not ideal for is an experience like this, like a big widescreen movie like Star Trek. And to be honest, this is not the way to watch that movie in any case. This even movie, if, this even movie if you had a widescreen display. Ten inches is not the way to watch a movie like that. This movie doesn't look good on my on my fifty inch TV. I mean, I remember seeing it in the theater and being absolutely stunned by the kind of information density, visual density of this movie. Watch it at home; it's nowhere near as as, as, a, as an impactful experience. I think. Yeah, I mean, right, I think Spielberg we, we another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been talking about this for a long time. So let's talk about iPhone OS four point Yes. So, so this just, morning, just announced they, they today. Went, from the shiniest, most magical device, and three days later, four day, five days later, now it's obsolete. Do you think the timing is a, is a bit bizarre? It's temporarily the they, obsolete. The way they did it? But it, they stretch it out. It's it's six months. It's obsolete for six months. Well, the, No, well, it's not obsolete. I mean, you, you, you know that the machine's going to be capable. You know the better thing is out You there. know all the ways that the machine's going to be better in, in six months. Thing. I mean, I, he's I right. It, it makes me sad. But here's the thing. They did it this week so that Steve could come up on the stage and say, hey, guys, we sold... 300,000 of these on the first day, and then we're up to 450,000. Five days. We've sold half a million of these devices in five days. And 90 bazillion, app, 8 billion apps, 4 billion apps, whatever it was. A lot of ebooks, iBooks. A boatload of apps. I wonder if the Winnie the Poohs counted in the iBook. I, I doubt they, they would be that sleazy. <laughs> I wonder. a lot of books. He didn't say it was a poo-free count. Yeah. I said poo-free. Yeah, that's that was, good. I like I've that. Been that. I saved that one in. in. It's very good. Yeah. Very good. But the, the, the timing does okay. seem a little... Like, some, some people have said that they managed to release the iPad. I, we don't care about marketing crap. Okay. Let's talk about what they've added, what, what's coming in iPhone OS 4.0. Coming in June, well, summertime. Yeah, I would, Some, that sometime implies in summer. to me June. Fall to the iPad. Fall for the iPad. Uh, it's, it's only backwards compatible. Let's see, what was it? There was a very specific language you used. Pretty much everything will work on the iPhone 3GS and third gen iPod Touch. Wait, so are they saying that not... Wait. Pretty much everything. 3GS, it should be everything, not pretty much everything, right? Oh, Gary. Oh, are they saying only super everything would be the for the quote, new the iPhone 4? I'm telling you what, what Steve Jobs said this morning. Okay. Is pretty much everything works on the 3GS. Okay. That is not an accidental phrasing, I think. Right. That implies that there's something else coming, which we can yes. talk about in a moment. Right. But what he did say is multitasking will work. All the stuff that we saw today will work on 3GS and third gen iPhone. Okay. Seven touch. ten poles. Right. Seven, but, ten however, poles. however, second gen iPod Touch, iPhone 3G, iPhone Original, whatever the hell it's called, totally screwed on multitasking. Yes. How does that make you feel? Well, you have you don't have an iPhone OG. Neither do you. I still do. It's just sitting in a drawer somewhere. Well, so it's aging. Yes. It's a relic. I, I think we're reaching the point where you can't say there is no value proposition of buying a piece of technology and. and Having any kind of assumption that it's going to last longer than two years. You should assume that Apple is going to intentionally obsolete something within well, two as, years. As a phil- well, it's not, it, it, as a philosophical question, is do you have any right to complain about your tech product being obsolete in about two years? Exactly. It, it's software update, right? I mean, it works. It still does what it, you know everything that... I guarantee you there's people it. in the chat room right now that have a three-year-old computer and use it every day. That's, that's, that's fine. And if you want to live your life that way, I'm not going to judge you. Well, but I, I guess my point is a, a two-year-old computer right now is still in very – it's your your iMac is a two-year-old computer. Is it a Core i5 or is it a Core, uh, no, it's, Core it's, 2 Quad? No, it's, it, uh, it's the i7, so it's fairly new. Okay, so new. it's new. Okay, but it, had you bought a Core 2 Quad iMac, 
that would be two-year-old hardware inside a new yeah box. i mean it's it's tech years like dog years you know the, the stuff ages quickly and uh <laughs> but here's the thing i mean you know there's new technology coming out all the time they're, they're constantly trying to make this stuff better they want to they want to come up with the best os possible well i guess how do you, how, how do you satisfy both ends how do you come well, up with no. an os that that fully utilizes all the power of the most of, of the most powerful the new phones, hotness, the new and, but also runs on the old crappy phone. That seems that seems like a very difficult thing to manage. Well, we expect magic and revolution from Apple. Yes, that's we what do. Steve told us to expect. That, yes, right, let's we go do. over the big. The, okay, the seven points, Norm. Go okay, to the list. Go Multitasking. Them. That's the big one, right? That that's the pretty big one. well. But that's it's all, are we gonna are we gonna do the list and then discuss or list as, discuss? as the list is, as we go okay. through the list. Multitasking. So it's it's multitasking. It's kind of multitasking. Kind of multitasking. And you know what? It's exactly the kind of multitasking that Windows Microsoft announced with Windows Phone Seven, right? Now here's it's, the thing: well, it, when you say kind of multitasking, to put the more positive spin version of this is that this is the kind of implementation of multitasking that is necessary. It's difficult to, to avoid say. all the multitasking problems that other devices. Well, we haven't have. actually. I mean, very few people have actually tried the device. I'm downloading the dev preview upstairs right now. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, the way I look at it. You know how in Toy Story, Buzz Lightyear says, you know, I'm not flying, I fall with style? Yes. That's what this is. This is the, not the multitasking. multitasking, this is app switching with style. Okay. Because what they do is they have some APIs in the background that developers who want to do multitasking-y kind of things can hook into and run very, very limited subsets of their apps in the background behind, you know, the whatever is running in the foreground. So, for example, Pandora, there's an app for music playback in the background. Pandora hooks into that. You turn off Pandora. You switch out to Safari or whatever. Switch, check email, check Twitter, whatever it is you want to do. And a tiny, tiny little bit of Pandora runs in the background using just a little tiny bit of CPU and a little tiny bit of RAM that pulls music from the internet and bumps it out your headphones. And that, and, and this is the thing. That's good enough, isn't it? I mean... Well, it depends, you... it depends on how many APIs they expose. It depends on how quickly they add support for things that we haven't thought about yet. I, I was I was um, I was on the forums today, and I was you know as the live blogging was coming out. People, the, the, one of the limitations was I think I'm right in saying this is that it's only four uh, processes that can be running. You can only you can only. No, I don't think so because in the demo you showed, you can do the double tap for the the home button, bring up the. Oh, and you can slide back and forth. But that list, that home button, that home button double tap is just the most recent apps. It's not actually running apps, is what it seemed like from what he said. Difficult to say. We haven't tried it yet. But the problem with full because I, I remember playing around with the Palm Pre when that first came out, and that that its its big selling point was it had multitasking. The cards, yeah, yeah. The problem with it was that it killed your processor performance. It killed your battery. It was quite janky and and would crash from. It time made the to pre time. feel real slow. Yeah, even it, compared to an iPhone two G or three G. Yeah, and and you know what Apple's like? They're incredibly protective of the experience right they're not going to let the thing slow down or or look kind of stuttery in any way and so they are i think they'll cut corners there in order to not compromise the things that that they value so again i i, I guess if I, I mean so what it's basically doing is when i switch out of one app it's putting it into kind of a low like hybrid power almost, state yeah. right but it's saving where it was so i can come back to it and yeah I mean, it, so right now when you when you switch to another app and you hit the home button yeah that app dies Right, it doesn't save the state. I mean, in limited some some games do, for example. So, right. like you can you can mash out of a game, it'll save it and then and then exit. But for the most part, when you start it the next time, you have to reinitialize the app, go through the whole startup process. You watch the title screens and all that stuff, and then you're you're back. Right. So now we're going to bypass all that title screen stuff and just go right back to where we were. Right. Which is good. I think that's good. Okay, we've talked about multitasking a lot. What's next, Norm? Um, 
what was uh what's the enhanced mail enhanced mail i'm excited about this unified mailbox yeah threaded conversations yep uh support for multiple exchange accounts yep what was the other thing um that's it Unified mailbox is a very simple one, but that's going to be great for people like me that have three or four different email I like addresses. That a lot, I'm yeah. constantly threaded, threaded conversations. That's the winner. Now, what? Now, what is that more similar so to like the way Gmail, Gmail works? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so it's basically the Gmail model where you, I send a mail to Norm, Norm forwards it to you, you reply to both of us, and then that all that shows up under one right. list item in, right. the, in the main. I view. like that. Assuming it works right, Outlook's had threaded view for a long time, and it's been super janky. So, like, you'll end up with seventeen different threads that look exactly the same to you, but end up in seventeen different messages. We'll see if Apple can implement it. In a so way this will be works. optional. I guess I don't have. I'm sure. To I'm sure both of these things are optional. If I like it the way yeah. it is. If you okay. like to do, if you like to back all the way out, it also seemed like they were going to be much faster for switching between apps. If you choose uh, between accounts, rather, if you choose not to load the the mailbox, load right. the unified mailbox. But I can and I can still have my separate mailbox. You can still keep them okay. separate, and I would assume that you could probably even do two at two two accounts in one unified mailbox. And your third account in a separate one, if you want to keep the. It's useful you know, for me because I the, the way that my mail life has worked out is I haven't I haven't really organized my mail. I don't have like here's my my work email address, here's my home email address. I just wound up like some people send email to this one, some people send email to the other one. You know, it's all got confusing over the years. Yeah, I always used to use your. Uh, well, I should probably not say it out loud, but. Well, I have I have a I have like a regular pop mail account. Right. I have a Gmail. Right. I have a mobile me. I have an email address for That's bacon, ridiculous. bacon aficionado. This is way too much email. I know. So I have four different mailboxes that That's, pop up, and I have to check all four. Not good. Yeah. Not good. Okay. This way, but this way, only I, have to, I only have to check one. So that's good. That's folders. Good. Should we talk about folders? Oh yes, folders. I'm excited about putting games on my home screen and just not having like 50 things I'm, I'm under not there. I'm so excited about folders. It's well, not I, a tent pole. Uh, yeah, tent pole is a little misleading. Folders. It's it's a new feature. Um, we want to explain it quickly. So right now you can only do it's really straightforward apps per page. You can put per, shit per in folders, page. but no, you can put apps, apps in folders. That's apps. a big difference. Okay. It's not as if there's a folder on your desktop where you can open it and have. But documents. that's exactly what they want to avoid, right? They don't want a messy this thing. They where don't it ends want up like a whole file, yeah. like an OSX file system why, why on your not front one, end. One my documents folder, where if you you know with an API, right, you can save from pages to my documents and open the documents. You know, browse through Excel, PDF, Word documents, Mac documents in a one folder. I guess from there, maybe that's four point one. So right, right out. Why not? But it is. But it is. <laughs> it, it is nice. Look to the future, Gary. People, people have pointed out in the past that as as nice and elegant as the iPhone app centric screen is, mm-hmm. it does kind of make me feel. It, it's a little bit like those really badly organized desktops that people have. Swipe, where, swipe, you know, swipe, they've just got swipe, like, icons swipe, all over their screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to, I got to swipe through several pages. Um, this is going to organize. I mean, you could you can imagine now having one screen. Yes. You know, that's that's like say a, a bunch of your key apps, and also some folders that you know organize everything else. So I would have a folder that would put all my news apps, one for my games, you know, one for you know work related stuff, and you're all good. Agreed. All right, let's talk about the really big one. I ads. I ads. I ads. Okay, so the basic premise of I ads is. Apple bought a company called uh, QuantView or something about a year ago, year and a half ago. It's it's mobile advertising. Uh, the idea is that there's a whole bunch of free apps, a whole bunch of cheap apps. The guys who are making those need to make money somehow, and they're not making it at zero or 99 cents per purchase. How how can people do this? So what Apple is proposing, and actually what they're not proposing, they're going to do it, is a thing called iAds. It's, uh, every three minutes, you'll see an ad pop up in apps that the developer enables, Pops up at the, probably at the bottom of the screen is what it looked like in the demos they were showing. So it looks like a regular banner ad. It looks kind of like a YouTube ad, actually. Okay. Because it won't be an overlay. It'll 
squish the screen a little. Right. Or, okay. Or push up the, you know, okay. run over top of the, the UI. And you'll click it if you choose. If you want to exit out once you click it, you can hit next. The people who are there actually said that the demos look pretty good. Um, it didn't look that obtrusive. What happens or, when you click it? Bad. Explain what happens. Well, so so then you're presented with some novel interface. So it, um, it could be a game. Could be a game. So it's it could like be a the ad itself world. is like an app. Yes. Kind of, but it runs inside the app that you're right. right. It doesn't right. dump you out of the app, which doesn't is critical because no one would click on the ads. Right, that it's was a kiss case. of death. Right. Yes. And I mean, they they seems like it looked much less janky than the existing iPhone apps that we see in apps in apps today. So let's put it in terms like Gary can understand, like movies, right? So you're on. What, what does that mean? Well, movies. You put like it in movies. terms I can understand. You're, okay. You're, you're like your big movie well, guy. Okay. I mean, it's simple terms. So, we like, got to keep it. You know. If you, well, and Toy Story three was the example exactly, they showed exactly. today. So, okay. For example, you go to a movie blog, and you know how you hate those those ads that pop out and play the movie trailers, and you'll mouse over to listen to the movie trailer. I do, and sometimes you accidentally mouse exactly, over them. Exactly. Position it in a yeah. place where like next to the nav bar. Now. It's gonna be extremely targeted. So if you're on, you know, the slash film app or you know whatever movie blog app, right? You're reading news stories. Targeted apps will pop up. You know, the Toy Story app will pop up, and if you want to click it, you can watch the movie trailer. So, so that's a different experience. So okay, so people are pretty upset. I I, I don't like ads. I, you know, I paid two bucks for the AIM app for the iPhone just so I wouldn't have to look at ads, right? Right. I think what we're gonna see is a lot of free ad supported apps if this takes off, and also you know. Slightly more expensive. Well, I guess anything more than zero is more than slight. But, you know, paid, but still relatively inexpensive ad-free versions. I, I'm super afraid. I'm super afraid this is going to change. You know, it's going to be more tiered pricing, and it's going to give developers an excuse to charge more for apps. Yeah, I don't want a $10. Right now they're going to say, yeah. you know, the $0.99 cent app 4, it will be $0.99 cents with, the, with the, uh, the, the advertisement. The free one will be the demo. And they're going to charge five dollars for the full version. Well, yeah, what I, mean, I, what, I don't want to see paid paid apps with ads. That's no, I, I and, and I and I don't think you'll see that anytime soon, if ever. But it's you know, like you said, it's nice to have the choice between while you know, the, 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 like you said, the developers have got to get their money somehow, either by you know charging a, a fee for their app or through a subscription through through an ad model. So mm -hmm. I have I have the choice of either paying and not seeing the ads or you know i'll put up with the ads and i'll get the free app i you know i'd like to think that what it might mean is that it will mean more free apps of good quality if it's if if apple can if, provide if, if a way to make money yeah for, for people because i right now i don't believe anyone's making money on these mobile ads because again currently the only way to click on that ad is to dump out of the app no one's gonna, no one's it gonna takes say you to safari right I, yeah, I i'm, I'm so interested one. in this ad i'm really gonna stop what i'm doing and go over here you know and have to and, and kick out the whole process but if there's a way for these ads to become more lucrative, like people start clicking through more and, and, and people can show that the ads are worth buying, then hopefully that, that might mean that you know there's more of an incentive to make free apps of good quality. So the big question I have that they didn't answer is, is Apple going to police the ads at the same level they police the App Store? And no, they, somebody asked at the Q and A, but they didn't answer. They gave a non-answer. Well, Apple is selling the ads, right? So they're they're in Apple the middle. Apple is selling of it. and managing and taking forty percent, just like you know any other thing in the App Store. So yeah, I mean, it, that's that's the big question I have. I, and, I don't know. And and Apple, if they if if this works, I mean, they're going to print money with this thing, right? Because they're going to get forty percent of every ad. Well, that's Norm sold. and I were talking about it. There with this, there will be five revenue streams attached to iPhone. There's the hardware, the App Store. Media, meaning music, TV, yeah, sold through the books. iTunes store, yeah, right. There's Mobile the me, yeah, Mobile me, and the, ad, the now the ads, right, and bookstore. Well, bookstore and bookstore media, yeah. right. So money, five, six ways to make money on every iPhone. And forty percent is a big chunk of oh, the pie oh. for every ad being plus, sold. Plus, plus, I'm sure they get money from the provider, so I'm sure they get a little, little 
from uh, AT and T. Yeah. So, I think I think it's a smart move. I you know I, I think you know the ads don't seem like they're becoming any more obtrusive. It just seems like they're better ads if you choose to click on them. What, what, let's run down the last couple of things. All right, so Some boring I, stuff. iBooks boring Bo- right. on the iPhone. iBooks yeah. on the iPhone. That's no surprise. No surprise. It's I, nice to have. Some people have said that the iPhone is not a good platform for reading books, but you know it'll do in a pinch. Same, I guess. I mean, I read the Kindle. I mean, if I yeah. if I'm I read the classic app with I the free books. Reads. It's the yeah. least innovative implementation. I mean, if they're going to do a book app, I thought they were doing something more interesting. As opposed to just a straight store and, and a Kindle. Look, you know, it's something for free. You know, if you don't 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 like it, don't use it. Built in, um, no. Yeah. iPhone OS four. Enterprise yep. features, no one really cares. But well, I mean, features. people do. I mean, they're going to allow you to roll out apps, uh, roll out iPhones to to large companies like in an automated way using sure. the tools. Data that encryption. Do that kind of stuff. You know, some IT apartments, mass rollouts. Uh, Exchange, Exchange two thousand ten support. That's a big. Has deal. there really been a lot of corporate uptake of the iPhone well, since Steve they added all the enterprise said 80% stuff? Eighty have have of Fortune five hundred companies. But we don't know. How many people? I'm sure it's an option because it seems like the BlackBerry. They're still, even though you know they're they're kind of in trouble. That that's that seems to be still where they're very strongly entrenched. Is the is the the business? I I know that guy. I see a lot more people in meetings with iPhones now than Blackberries. Of course, most of the people I deal with are relatively small companies. Right. But even folks from Intel and even Microsoft are are toting iPhones frequently. Right. So. Okay. And then the last thing, Game Center. Game Center. Is, this is a big I, one. Yeah. This is a big deal. So the big surprise, I think. Essentially, no. I don't, nobody predicted it. I don't mm-hmm. think. Basically, leaderboards seems like friends list, although they didn't talk about that. Matchmaking and achievements, yeah, all for iPhone games. Which yes. is a total ripoff. I mean, we're going to concede. Windows announces first, right? Windows Phone Seven, Xbox Live integration with their phone. Right. It's, it sounds like the exact same thing, but it's going to push out all that middleware, right? All the, uh, the like, what's the Crystal, um, and the other leaderboards. Crystal and OpenFaint. And OpenFaint. Right, so right. your existing Doodle Jump scores, your existing well, Doodle my events. existing Doodle Jump had Facebook integration, which right. uh, the same as Bejeweled Blitz mm-hmm. and a bunch of other games, which I actually quite like. However, I also really like the idea of keeping my friends list separate because I like that my Xbox Live friends list is my Xbox friends and not my Facebook friends or my Twitter friends or you know not the Xbox friends are not necessarily real life meet space friends. They're they're all virtual friends for the most part, except for you guys, right. And I don't necessarily want everyone on Facebook knowing that, you know, I've been playing this game. That you've for spent 10 hours. 45 yeah, hours playing yeah. Mass Effect. Yeah. 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 Okay. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're right that somebody pointed this out earlier. It's, oh, well, you know, it's not the first to do it. Microsoft rolled out Windows 7. I think the reason why that didn't make a big splash is because, A, because, you know, Windows 7 has yet to really prove itself as a, as a platform. But um, also because the live integration, like even Windows desktop live is so poor. It's very they, they've, yeah. not, they've not been able to take the experience that works so well on Xbox. Yeah. They whiffed it totally. So uh, Steve said, Steve Jobs said what he said is that they're doing it because developers didn't want to do it. I mean, some developers, you know, there, there is the middleware stuff, but it's it's a service. They don't make any money off of it, right? And it's just a better service that all developers can tap into. Good resource, unified resource. I think it's I think it's potentially huge. You know, you, we, we've we've seen what a huge driver mm-hmm. uh, for community for and, and playing they, they games that Xbox games Live has been. Big, you know, most people games buy is games. Huge. Right. I, th- I think this is going to be a huge if, – if the iPad uh, and the iPhone are going to make really, really big inroads in the mobile game and actually take on the, the DS and the PSP, which I think they, they're going to. And we've already seen what iPhone is, what, 20% of mobile gaming right now? Uh, Something I think, like that, yeah. I think the iPad is going to be a big driver for that. And I think this, especially when we've seen now how uh, – what a huge driver Facebook is. Facebook integration, social integration, yeah. Farmville, people like – you know, people love you know going up against their friends and – it's, it creates this really competitive environment that makes people play the games more. I think this is going to be a big deal. So those are seven ten polls. Uh, let's quickly go over the stuff that they didn't really talk a lot about, the small stuff, right? So 
uh, home screen wallpaper you can change now, which is same a, as the iPad. Same as the iPad. It's independent There's, home screen and yes, lock screen. So you can have right. a lock screen and home screen wallpaper. Right. Uh, you're able to search SMS and uh, MMS messages. Um, That's nice. If, if you have a long if conversation, yep. Right. There's in-app SMS. So you'll you'll be able to use you know SMS in an app. I don't know how exactly how it's going to work. Wait, so if someone texts me while I'm playing a game and I can just text back without. I think it's oh, more no, integration, integration SMS with the apps. Oh, like probably less games, but more kind of uh, like productivity stuff. So if you so, have a if you want to send a calendar invite from face from your Facebook app via SMS to if, I, if you want to send that to me, then you probably that's probably one of the things. I can't imagine what you would actually use that yeah. for. They okay. didn't make it a, the, the, a temple. Some of the other stuff that was on that slide that they didn't talk about at all is integration APIs to to plug more information into contacts and calendar, mm-hmm. which is really good. So that means like on Android, when you install the Facebook app or a Twitter app, then you get on each contact page a, a Facebook URL, Facebook information, and Twitter information. That's going to happen now, I, I would assume, on iPhone with right. iOS 4.0. Right. Tap to focus video. That's very nice. Digital so, Zoom, right? It's also been added. 5X Digital, digital Zoom. zoom. Yep. 5X, which is kind of interesting. I mean, it's already a 3 megapixel camera, but... I yeah, mean, but the next one probably next won't one be. Will probably yep. buy 5 megapixel yep. or more. Um, and with uh, iPod controls, you can actually create playlists and do nested playlists. So that's something yes. that people have been requesting. You don't need to connect to iTunes anymore to do playlists. Right. That's nice. I, I want to not have to connect to iTunes anymore to sync. I want to do that over the wires. I, I was hoping that, that wireless too. sync would be this. Why? What, what would be the reason for them? It just seems so blindingly obvious. Why have they I, not done that? I, I I think that they think it's not necessary. Probably somebody says, "Hey, why would you need to do that? It'll be slow. It'll be bad experience because it is slow. I mean, syncing, I guess syncing the Zoom if you're dealing over wireless, with a lot of content, yeah. especially video, not it's not the best experience. Yeah, but I mean, also I like not having to plug the fucking iPod phone into my computer every day. So that's yeah, I nice don't like too. docking my my phone right. and my pad. Right. So. Okay, so that's iPhone OS, iPad. Gary, you're a coffee drinker. You I had a, a nifty gadget. <coughs> I'm going to call it a gadget because I'm a little skeptical. I'm using it as a pejorative here. Okay. You have a device that takes concentrated coffee capsules. Yes. Like pods. K cups. Are they called. pods? They're, well, they're technically it's liquid inside, right? Have you opened it up? To no, see no, no. It's it's coffee grounds. Oh, it is. In fact, in fact, there's a uh, reusable one you can get, like a wire mesh one, rather than a disposable plastic that oh, you can so just you can put, put whatever coffee kind of coffee on. grounds you want in it. Yeah. I'm suddenly much more interested because I was afraid there was some sort of coffee flavored extract or something. I I became a, a coffee drinker. Uh, I was a tea drinker as an English person for many years, and and since I moved to America, I started to get a little bit more yeah, into right. yeah, yeah yeah a little bit more into coffee. Um, and the last couple of years, I really started to appreciate coffee and, and want to have a better coffee experience. The problem with the co- it's such a pain in the in the ass, right? Like you know, I, I I made coffee for a while with a French press, but you know the the sludgy grounds that you get at the end and having to wash it, like coffee is just kind of a mess. That's so. why I like the AeroPress is because it has a little paper filter that kind of filters out the sludgy grounds. And and the instant coffee is no good. I mean, that's instant a convenience, but you don't want to be drinking instant coffee. So uh, a friend of mine had Wars this... have started over instant coffee, I think. <laughs> a buddy of mine had this... Uh, just before Christmas, I went over to his house and he had this thing. This, it's called the Keurig. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a coffee maker where um, you, you get these little plastic pods that have a, a pre... It's, it's, but it's not like the pod. Like the pod is a different thing. This is a, it's like a little cup. But it's, it's, called filled... a K, it's called a K-cup. K-cup. And okay. it looks like, I don't know, I guess it looks like, like, you know, the little plastic thing that you get your sauce that you dip your chicken nuggets in at McDonald's. Just a little plastic tub about the size of a, an egg or a little bit smaller okay. than an egg. And it has a, a measured amount of ground coffee in it. 
Right. And you one, put it, one cup worth. Basically. Yeah, one cup worth. You put it in the little receptacle and you shut the lid and you press one button and uh, voila, it brews and filters the uh, the coffee for you. Well, and you I've go. been I've been on a little bit of a tear recently going out and buying all the different because you know there's many different you had a, a varieties. cornucopia of flavors. Yes, I have one right now. I'm very popular called Jet Fuel, which is like super. You know, I do like the sound of that. It's the wake up coffee. It's intriguing in the to me. There's the, there's a butter toffee coffee that I've. Uh, oh, that, that sounds revolting. It's uh, very sweet. I have a little bit of a sweet tooth, so I enjoy that a lot. Uh, the best one that I found is actually one that's called Donut Shop. And it's just like kind of classic, like Dunkin' Donuts. Your Dunkin' Donuts, Donuts yeah, style. that's what you want. Okay. Because I didn't realize from from you know being over here, you know, there, there isn't a Dunkin' Donuts over here. I never really drank Dunkin' Donuts. I guess coffee. that's the thing, isn't it? I wouldn't. Yeah, I didn't assume it would be any good. And then a buddy of mine from Boston had some brought over, and he made it in a French press. I was like, dude, where has this coffee been all my life? You wouldn't expect Dunkin' Donuts. It's good coffee if prepared to be good. properly. It, it doesn't good. drip well, I think. It's good stuff though. Uh, true enough. So okay. I was very impressed. So I'd like if they ever do Dunkin' Donuts pods capsules for this coffee maker that i have then i'll be in i'll be in heaven so i actually have one of the keurigs coming we'll do some testing on on well tested.com and uh see how it compares to my favorite you know single serving coffee maker the aeropress and i'll let you know what i think now what is the because the other the other one that's kind of interesting very popular in europe is the nespresso those things are revolting oh they i've had nothing but swill they don't they won't make like a cup of joe which is what you really i'd rather get kicked in the balls than drink coffee (laughs) from one of those things it is awful what is, is we can make that happen? No, 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 we cannot. It is really bad coffee. That would be a good tested spot, though, for, to drink a cup of Nespresso and then kick you in the balls and, and see, see which one you worse. actually prefer. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad. It, I, I would say that's not a bad idea, except for it involves me getting kicked <laughs> in the balls. Okay, so uh, I guess let's we've we've been going for a long time. We're, we're an hour. We're past an hour. Let's let's do a couple of quick questions from the uh, from the question queue. Okay. If you have a question, you can send it to podcastattested.com and we'll answer it on the air, maybe, or possibly it'll just sit in an email kind of languishing zone and age for a few years before finally it gets deleted. <laughs> uh, first question. I know I can uh, Dan D from Utah says, I know I can watch Netflix on all the gaming consoles and the Roku devices. But are there other devices you would suggest? I'd like to rip all of my DVDs from my collection and be able to view those as well. I've heard of the Boxy Box, but I don't think it's out yet. Any ideas? Norman, you're a video streamer. So he wants to watch... You weren't listening to the question, were you? Not, Is not he looking really. for a media no. server, basically? he. Wa- it sounds like he wants to watch Netflix and stream ripped DVDs. Right now, there's not... Well, the Xbox does that, and you as does the you PS3. You need a server if you want to do... Well, you need a want- server or you need to leave your PC on all the time. Yes. So uh, PS3 or Xbox with um, uh, Uh, Twonky Media or PS3 Media Server. It sounds like the best way to go. We've talked about PS3 Media Server on the site. Uh, We don't have to search yet. But if you search Google with the site colon tested.com and search for PS3 Media Server, it'll pop right up. And that'll tell you how to do that with your Xbox. I I was streaming media off my Xbox 360 for a long time when I had a wired connection. Since I went wireless. Wireless doesn't go Sorry, I was using the PS3 for a long time because I just like the PS3 interface. It's a little bit nicer. Well, and the video looks better, I think, too. Yeah, and that's when I had it hooked up over... I had like a 100-foot Ethernet cable that I kind of snaked up the stairs to where my computer was. That's not lady-friendly, it turns out. No, it's not. They don't like that very much. Um, So when I, I inevitably had to go wireless... And so now I stream everything through the 360 because I got the N wireless adapter, okay. which is actually quite miraculous. But like does it, the video work? 
high def streaming as good as a cable. I've nice, been amazed, really. been amazed by. You the have to have an N router, of course, in order yes. for that to work. Well, so I have a time capsule. Okay. So that streams the N. You down. really are an Apple fanboy. I'm a big you? Uh, yeah. Well, the time capsule is a brilliant. That's a cool product. It's a, I, I like the time capsule. I, I'm all about having as few boxes as possible and as few plug, okay. few things to plug you in. You don't have to sell me possible. on it. I like I back up my I'm MacBook. A, it does all my wireless backup capsule. and everything. It's great and it's. Um, does my streaming as well. So the wireless, so I got the little black dongle that came out, the new wireless okay. end dongle. Plugged it into my Xbox downstairs. So you don't even need a wired connection to stream high def is what you're saying. With this, you, I, I have found that you don't. And I've been, I've been streaming, uh, you know, 720p media and having I like no trouble with it. Yeah. Next question from Ryan in Park Hills, Missouri. <coughs> Ryan says, Ryan asks even, I recently purchased a Sony Vio F series. It has Blu-ray, a 16.4 inch screen, Core i7, the works. I've recently been stricken with iPad fever, though, and I'm contemplating returning the laptop for the iPad. This laptop is used for browsing streaming media to my 360 and PS3 and the few rare games. I also have a desktop, which is used for basically the same thing. Now, here's the dilemma. I'm worried that seven, eight months from now, my Apple will announce a better iPad with all the bells and whistles, of which I promised myself it must have before I would own one. Owning both is not an option, as my wife would kill me. Love what you guys are doing. Keep up the good work. Ryan, I assume he wants to know what he what, should do. What, what is he actually asking? He, I think he wants to know should he return the laptop, which is a, a kind of nice, pretty high end, high end laptop. Blu-ray, i7. You could probably buy like four iPads for what screen. that cost. Yeah, I, I would keep the laptop. Keep I the like laptop my iPad. Yeah, it, it really, co- it, come it really comes down gen. to again, what are you going to use it for? You know, if you want the full functionality, but don't mind lugging it because I'm, I'm getting, I'm betting that's a, a bit of a beast of a machine, a pretty heavy 16 inch screen. That's a big machine. It's probably a 14 inch, a 14, uh, eight pound laptop. Lug, lugging that around is okay. So compared to a pound and a half for the for the iPad, again, if you're going to be, if you want to be a heavy duty user, you got to go with a real laptop. If you're more like me and you're just kind of a, a dude that wants to kind of chill out with a with a screen and a and an internet connection. Then, uh, then I would go with the iPad. But yes, of course, you know the the his fear is is justified that um, Apple is obviously already working on the next iPad, and there will be one probably in ten to twelve months, and it will make our current one look terrible, and we'll all want the next. There's one. gonna be a better one in less than thirty days. How's that? Three G. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the trick question. The three G, of course. Uh, let's see. And we're getting the three G, right? Are you getting the three G? Yeah, I'm getting. Got to have it. <laughs> there are gonna, I'm telling you that the people that got the Wi-Fi one, there are going to be times when you wish that you could connect with it, and you're not going to be around a Wi-Fi hotspot, and it's just it's going to be bad. Mine. FNI31 from the chat room asks a Gary question. Okay. Has Gary ever met Denzel? And if so, is he a nice dude? Yes, and yes, I, I got the opportunity to work with him uh, quite closely actually for for several weeks, working with him on the on the script, and uh, got to know him quite well. And he's uh, a, a gentleman and and very gracious and. He seems like an awesome dude. All he's around. a really, really nice guy, and was always very friendly towards me. And I enjoyed working with him, and, and learned a lot. And uh, uh, just an incredibly talented, very dedicated professional. Uh, he really, he really gave for the movie that he did with with us. Uh, you know, I mean, he re- he really went above and beyond. You know, he went and, and lost a lot of weight and worked for months with a with a sword trainer to learn how to do all those fights and. Really, kind of threw himself into the role and was just. Did he actually kill those guys? Oh yeah, I mean those. Yeah, those were all. Yeah, that's why <laughs> they, we, they that, were stunt, yeah, That's why we shot it. In, that's why we shot it in Indonesia. Okay, cool. Because you know you can kill people. Bucks, yeah, right? it's yeah, right. it's all good. Uh, so uh, Chip Bowl three hundred from the chat room asks, "I'm looking for a tablet for school, not the iPad, to take notes and read color." Parentheses school ebooks. Do we have any suggestions? Well, does he say why he doesn't want an iPad? 
I assume he wants a real computer because he's if he's if you're you know college kid, you may not spend. He said a tablet, right? So he did say a tablet. I assume he means a tablet PC. Well, what are the options? I mean, aside from the iPad, which is kind of like hoovered up or sucked all the oxygen out of the room, the tablet conversation. What are the other options, right? Well, now? I mean, I think tablet PC, the Windows thing with the pen and the. No, God. I, I when I think of tablet that. PCs, I think of these very cumbersome. Laptops, laptops where the screen swivels, swivels and then sh- yeah. closes, and but you've got this big heavy That's pretty much thing. It. Is that what? Is, That's what we're talking about. Okay, but there is. More, I'd say just buy a real notebook. But there is a new wave of of, of these more iPad like tablets that are coming, like the HP Slate. We haven't right? seen the HP Slate. We haven't tested the HP Slate yet. I don't think anybody's actually seen it in a real environment. So I mean, you could definitely wait for that. I kind of say just buy what you know. But it would have the same disadvantages that the iPad has, which is not a fully fully featured computer. It doesn't have a physical keyboard. Well, no, it is gonna. It does have a physical. Uh, that, no, that one does not. But it's a. It runs Windows, so it does have a real OS. So full you can Windows re- Seven, not some Windows mobile 7, version. Okay, some stripped down. But how would? But how would you? Is that? Can you do that with touch controls? It's, that is. That's the big question. That's what I. I don't. I don't know well, how Windows Seven make Windows has 7 touch work built well. in. I don't know if I want to be. I know, but do I really want to be like Mac minimizing Windows and exactly. dragging folders around with? Yeah. I don't know. It's if gonna that, need some kind of overlay or some type. The whole. The whole thing of the iPod UI. and the iPad is that that device was built from the ground up for yeah. touch control, not okay. just oh well, you can also do touch. We're gonna do a couple more questions, and we have to wrap it up because well, we've got to get out of here. I gotta get out of here. Uh, Evil Guest asks, Will, have you ever tried cold brewing your coffee? I was tempted to try one, but could you possibly test it for us? What's cold? Cold brewing. It's like a long, you brew over a long period of time. Uh, supposedly you get really rich flavors without any kind of bitterness or acidity. I'm totally going to try that. I actually have the stuff to do it upstairs. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Is this like cowboy coffee where you actually have it like over like a, um, like over a fire? No, no, no. It's, you do it cold over a long period oh, of time. Oh, cold. So it, okay. it leaches it out. Cold. No, no, no. Cold. Duh. With the okay. D. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll definitely test it out and let you know how it goes. Um, and then the last question is, if Steam is successful on the map, this is from Nubarama. If Steam is successful on Mac, will you consider switching to that for games more often? No. I mean, it depends on the games. The thing is, the kind of A-list games outside of Valve games aren't going to be available on Steam on day one. So I like to play games when they're new and hot and exciting and fun, not when they're old and tired and Mac-friendly. I was actually incredibly relieved and pleased to hear that uh, that Steam was coming to Mac because, you know, as, as, as you guys know, uh, I was I was a PC guy for many, many years. I edited Before PC, you abandoned us. I edited a PC gaming magazine, and then I just decided I had enough of PCs. I actually distinctly remember when this happened. Yeah, because you I mean, you built, that you, you, you built my last is PC responsible for, for Gary leaving yeah. PC gaming. Bill, but Will I, I, bought hey, me a PC, built me a PC, I which then the exploded. Tools. It's not my fault that you can't maintain several a, times. I couldn't, I couldn't maintain a healthy it. machine. But that's the thing; I don't want to have to maintain it. I just want it to work. Maintenance is not oh. something I'm interested in having to do. But so, but for a long time, I resisted switching to Mac because, as we all know, Macs can't really play games. Certainly not to the extent that PCs can. Uh, and then I started taking inventory thinking, well, what games do I really want to play? I like to play Warcraft. I like to play the Blizzard games. We know those are all available on Mac. And then really the other stuff was the va- the, va- the only titles that I'm really excited about are, you know, the new Half-Life episode. I love Team Fortress. I love everything that Valve does. And so now my two favorite developers, Blizzard and Valve, are, are, gonna, are supporting, the Mac, supporting the Mac. Then it's all good. There you go. Okay, so that wraps it up for us this week. If you would like to send a question, comment, or a social statement to us... <laughs> The best way to do it is with sent, by sending an email to podcast at tested.com. Uh, for Norman Chan, the incomparable Gary Witta, thanks for joining us today, Gary. Thanks for having me. Here. Glad to be here. You'll have to come back more often. Uh, absolutely, anytime. We'll, we'll bring you. We'll buy you coffee and, and food. Let's, let's do – you know what we should do? 
is have like four cups of coffee and then do a podcast. So, so I can talk highly, even faster? Highly caffeinated yes. podcast. Uh, do I, do you, I talk yeah. too soon? You're, 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 you're not a coffee, are you? I, I like drinking coffee. Let's do it. Let's get jacked up on coffee. All right. We can go over like, next door, pound some espresso shots, yes. and then highly yeah. sit down here. No, we should have a pot of it here. Oh, I can do that. So we can just keep refilling, just heating it up as we go. It's like coffee talk, but faster. Yeah, coffee talk. Okay, so uh, that's it for us this week. We will see you guys next week. Yes. Do we, do we have to hold like this? No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it's not like, it's not like the end it's of not, Laverne and Shirley. the credits roll. Right, it's like, <laughs> these angels, you know, you're doing the, doing the pose. Excellent.